Welcome. Welcome back to the King of It podcast, lads. Welcome back. Back in the building, back in Studio 63. Yep. Which is sweltering right oh now. Oh my goodness, I've got some shorts on. I've got a great fake tan bake going on. <laughs> it's a it's a wonderful day until you realise you've got a podcast to do in Craig's Ooh. mum's attic and it's boiling. Yeah, we tried to get it early, but uh, time's ticking on. But anyway, we're back. We're here to talk about the Mongol rally. Friggin' wicked. Do that. Uh, oh, not that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mongo Rally! Mongo Rally, baby! <laughs> sick, boys. Yeah, the best adventure we've ever done. Pretty much. So much so that we're making a whole season on it on our podcast. And today is going to be such a great podcast because we're talking about one of the strangest countries ever. We'll get to that. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so on the last podcast, yeah. if you haven't heard it already, we talked about Iran. We went to Iran. We're so that? lucky. Who does that? I know. Who does it and who's lucky to en- enough to experience that? who's lucky enough to experience it driving through it madness incredible in the comfort of your own veranda babes do you know what i mean (laughs) you're such a spoiled tart craig i know i mean looking back i'm watching it and and there's a clip of you and you're like i'm just um driving to the border of iran i'm like that's mad my missus driving through iran like look at that if you're watching this podcast you can see my guns right now they're flipping massive mate amy's a herbal life wanker now no i'm not (laughs) you are I'm doing it for the energy, Craig. I need the energy. Gerbil life. Anyway. Um, so if you don't know what the Mongol Rally is, and this is a brand new podcast for you, we drove um, a little tin box that was orange camouflage from the UK all the way to Russia. Uh, hang on. Don't be so disrespectful. Tell us her name. Feranda Babes. Feranda Babes. Is her yeah. name. She's got a name. She had a mascot as well, Andre 3000 BC. Yeah. Was it? which was a mechanical dinosaur on the roof. It was. Essential, Essential. for the rally. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we drove from the UK to Russia, 12,000 miles, mm-hmm. third of the planet. Love it. Um, we actually did it in 70 days was 70. the total time we were on the road, which well, is mad. 72 days, but we'll give it a take. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so if you haven't listened to our RAN podcast, go back and give that a go. Give it a go. Take some tissues. It was such an emotional roller coaster, wasn't it, Iran? It really was, yeah. And I cannot recommend it enough. It is a holiday destination. It is a beautiful place of culture and colour and marvellousness. And lovely people. Shouts oh. to Rashad. Rashad, we love you. So on this episode, we will be talking about... Oh, I wish you had like a... I know. On the, uh, who wants to be a millionaire when it's like... <laughs> like, like go on. Turkmenistan. I mean... What the bleeping hell is Turkmenistan? Well, let me tell you. Dubbed as the North Korea of Central Asia, oh. it's one of the world's most censored countries. Wow. Turkmenistan is ranked as one of the hardest countries to enter, mm-hmm. with strict visa applications requiring, requiring assistance from tour agencies and a guide. Bordered by Iran, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, and Afghanistan, <laughs> and it is made up of over eighty percent desert. I didn't know that till just now. Yeah, that was a fact that I wrote in there for you. You say it so well. <laughs> <laughs> you will not own. You will not find any international retail brands in Turkmenistan, and the most, f- 
And most phone apps are blocked in Turkmenistan. Mm. Not even your emails will work there. Mental. It's like its own little hub of weirdness, isn't it? Yeah. We'd heard so many things about Turkmenistan and they were all true when we got there. It was, it was as weird as we thought it was going to be. It was weird, but it was amazing. It was like fascinating. So different than anywhere we've been. I think when we were there, we were kind of like, playing up to the the fact that we were in this like dictatorship exactly and, and that's um, what makes it so weird is him isn't it yeah what's his name well he what i've read was that he um, don't talk shit about him now i'll be after you no 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 he's dead he died all oh, right in 2006 oh, of course a, he did there's yeah. a new guy now but um <laughs> he he declared himself as the president for life okay he just did that i don't even know if there was like like a ballot what's, thing what's his name held. then um, you ready? Yeah. Give me a minute. Uh, apologies. Uh, rest in peace and all that jazz. <laughs> Sapar Murat Nayazov. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is him. We'll call him Sapper. Sapper. Yeah. So he was a he was a bit of a, a dictator rather than a president, mm. shall we say? Had very weird ideologies of how he wanted his land to be. Yeah. And also, like, <laughs> so many mental videos you'll find about this guy on the internet. Right. So, like, because it's a dictatorship, they, they kind of only show the people what they want them to, to see. Uh -huh. So they, like, tell them that they won gold in, like, certain... If they win gold, they only show them that. In the Olympics. In the Olympics. And they only show them certain things where they've done well. So weird. And there's videos of him, like... um you'll like be riding a horse firing like shooting bow and arrows and stuff and it's a stunt double no and it's all green screen and stuff have you seen all this stuff no. it's fucking mental <laughs> he's like that would be me <laughs> he's like this is how sick i am and he just makes a movie about him and how sick he uh -huh. is well, he and can. the people believe it i mean this is a fact that <laughs> so Turkmenistan has the sixth largest oil and gas reserve in the world mm. so it's a minted. really minted country yeah, they've well, got a shitload of money yeah and he could do what he wants with it not very well distributed though is it not at all <laughs> no but this is a good fact for you since 1993 water electricity and gas have been free to all residents in Turkmenistan yeah that's mad and meaning the majority of fa families never turn off their stove to save on the cost of matches mental bloody hell that is unreal that's a mad fact that's a mad fact <laughs> i know so they've got a lot of money and this guy um he holds the guinness world record for the most amount of white marble buildings in any one place crikey all right don't give it all away we haven't even got into it yet i'm just setting the scene i'm laying it down i'm laying the vision of what this place is and who yeah. it's run by I got facts for days, bro. Don't I know even you worry. have. I know Don't you have. You worry. can't wait to spit them. Um, before we crack on with Turkmenistan, yeah. let's give a little shout out to our sponsor, shall we? <gasps> yeah. So professional. So uh, this week's sponsor and this podcast sponsor is Babbel, the thank, language app. Thank the Lord for Babbel. Amy edited the last podcast and uh, forgot to put the Babbel logo up, so here it is. Oh. If you're watching on YouTube. Oh, sorry about that. I'll have a job, Bannister. Apologies. So, go on, take it away, Aim. What is Babbel? Uh, Babbel is a language app. Um, it's an application you can get on your phone or your laptop device uh, to learn, well, kind of whatever language you want, really, up to 14. Brilliant start. You missed the first line. Have you ever wanted to learn a language but thought, I haven't got enough time? I'm not on that bit. I'm well, Babbel will get you speaking a language in a matter of weeks. It's coming from the heart, Craig. I'm not just reading it off the teleprompter or whatever it's called. Teleprompter. Teleprompter. That's what I said. Go on. What else you got? So, um, 
they're like daily 15 to 10 to 15 minute lessons. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to like think about, oh, I've got to go home and I've got to do my babble homework. It's going to take me an hour. You know, you can do it when and where. You can download it offline so you can do it down the beach. Download it offline. Yeah, download it. Oh, yeah. Download it off online. Off online. <laughs> off the online. And then take it offline to take to the beach. That's what yeah. I said. <laughs> Speech recognition te technology, which helps you in to improve your pronunciation and accent, mm. which I could do with in English right now. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great though, isn't it? We, we took amazing. it onto the rally. They sponsored our car, which was brilliant. We had a big Babbel poster at the front, which I apologize, Babbel. It got like riddled with bugs, dead bugs, didn't it? Mm. As it was like smacking on the front of it. Yeah. But yeah, a really brilliant application. You've been using it. I've been smashing it, to be fair. I've been doing a bit of Indonesia. You're like a proper competitive little lad, aren't you? Not competitive, I just... Language fascinates me. And yeah. I've always wanted to learn it properly. But I've never found an app that's like legit and I, I get on with. Because sometimes they, they can be really annoying. Or like, I don't know, they don't they don't test you enough. Babble's yeah. wicked. So it's like, it's... Uh, lessons are created by over a hundred language experts. So these people are the real deal. Do you know real what I mean? Real deal and real people as well. Yeah, real sentences. So one of the main things I love about it is that it is they're they're real life conversations. It's very interactive. It's kind of like a game, which doesn't make it boring. Yeah, you sort of test yourself and you compete against yourself. It's, mm. it's a brilliant way of doing it. One of the, the the other things I love about it is when you finish like a whole lesson, if there's like things that you were a bit sketchy on you can go back and do flashcards. So mm. instead of having to do the whole lesson again, it'll just give you flashcards of certain words that you got wrong. So you can just like improve on the little bits. Love it. Bloody brilliant, mate. Really brilliant. So massive shout out. Let me do this bit because I'm a professional. Go on. Try Babbel today. Just go to babbel.co.uk or download the app for free. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.co.uk or download the app and try it for free. Absolutely free. You don't even have to bloody pay for it, Craig. Who wouldn't do that? Babel. Learn a new language and make it your own. Thank you. Well done, babes. Thank you. Yeah, 10 out of 10. Give Babel a shout. Um, today is an extra special episode because not only are we talking about a country that is a full-blown dictatorship and just fascinating, yep. we've also got a special guest on the show. Special guest! Now, this could get feisty it's not gonna get feisty i'm joking because he's seen my guns and i know that he's not gonna mess with me so we're about to call will webb to William. get will webb on the blower um because he i was chatting to him the other day i said look well we want to get you on the podcast we want you to say your bit what are you looking at oh i want to do that bom, 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 but on, i can't then. find it which one is hey, it hold on there, look. Hey, hold. <laughs> <laughs> You're shit with them. I, I said I was going to take over I was going to do it when I called him, but anyway. All right, give him a ring then. So yeah, Will wants to come in and he basically said, I want to see him say my piece because he said he was a bit angry in the start. Mm. So he wants, to, he wants to have his say. Should we just let the people know who are new to this podcast who haven't watched our YouTube channel, who the hell Will is? Okay, so we did the rally with two other people, our mates Jessica Berg and William Webb. Our teammate, Jeff. Will is actually my oldest friend. Mm. I met Mel Will when I was three. Mm. So I've known Will for 30 years. Oh my God, you're so old. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> I'm old, mate. Three decades I've known this kid. Goodness gracious. So, um... He's my boy, so we'll get him on the blower now and see what's happening. Hopefully, he's not golfing or something. Yeah, he loves a bit of golf in the old lockdown, doesn't he? Here he is. Right, see if this rings. Oh, here we go. Hello, Paul. Hey, there was he that is. Real? Can you hear him? Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you, mate. How are you doing? 
How about live on air? Live on air, son. Yay. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, right? All good, mate. All good. Right, what are we so- chatting about? Anyway, what part are we on? Uh, so um, we we got a couple of questions for you. We won't keep you on the line for the whole time because I think oh, when we God. had Jess on, she was just sort of listening to us for she, most yeah. of it. Well, we KB do, in the background. We do ramble on a little bit, so <laughs> keep it short. Right. No worries. Oh, we'll just we'll just fire some questions off there, mate. So um, oh, mate, do it. The start of the rally, it was uh, it was up and down for all of us. But how was the start of the rally for you? Oh, mate, you know me. I was that was brutal, wasn't it? If I'm uh, I'm totally honest, I was just in a in a bad way when I was in a terrible mood for the whole thing. <laughs> Uh, t- truth be told, mate. Truth be told, like I, I didn't. You know, I didn't. It all started when uh, Craig Langley said uh, we're going on a Mongol run because I just, I didn't, I didn't think it was going to happen. You know, right? You, you know, I, 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 I signed up to it, and I was like, fuck, I just didn't. I, I, oh, this is to make this, this, this is cool. Yeah. This is never going to happen. And then he <laughs> rang me. He's like, we're, we're going on. I go, oh my god, we're doing it. So I just built it up in my head. You know, I had all my family people say, oh, you're going to hate this. You're gonna fucking dread driving, you know. Because yeah. like, if someone was gonna invent torture for me, mate, it was just oh, driving no. in the car for six yeah. hours a day, you know. Yeah, absolute mate, torture. I know, I know. Like it's like it's like the worst thing I could, I could do. So you, all you guys, I just remember all buzzing and that, and I was just in this mindset where I was just like, oh, this is gonna be t- this is gonna be really hard. Oh, so I was, st- I was st- and I was stuck in that for like quite a long time. Still having looking back on it now, like um, unbelievable and the best things I've ever done. But that yeah. that first couple of weeks until we met up with the crew, you know, the the entourage, mm, mm. it was it was really tough for me, really really tough. Yeah, because you know I, I was on my way. I wanted to see Jane. I just wanted to get there. And I was just oh. I was just in the in the wrong mindset, you know, like a yeah. terrible mindset. Who's Jane? So every, everything was setting me up. Love of my life. Oh, this <laughs> is go. Yeah. So the well, yeah, it's a happy ending, isn't it? Really yeah, happy yeah, ending. Absolutely. But yeah, but no, I I just really really struggled those those first three weeks, and it was bad. It was I got to apologize to all of you because it was it was a bad mindset to be in, you know. I um and I, and I struggled to get out of it. I really did. But then the boys, the boys, we're so lucky with meeting those lads because they yeah. they changed everything, didn't they? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Is the pot, as they say, in this just good chat and just great people, you know? Yeah, for we were sure. so lucky, so, so lucky. lucky. Yeah, we were. So just, and to- I, I can't, I can't even. Sorry, I, I can't even imagine like ever, ever, um, in any way near that good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just we just got, we just got really, really lucky. We really lucked and out that, with that the boys. Made, made the trip, yeah, massively, man. Yeah. Every single one of them was class, yeah, you know, and they, they got, they got us through it, and. They, yeah, I, I would have struggled. I've got to be honest. I would have struggled to get to Mongolia if it was just the four of us. Yeah, you know, yeah. I really would have. Well, we wouldn't. Have, we probably wouldn't have made it, mate. To be honest, no, they, I... the boys dragged us half the way, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> they literally did. You know. So, so just to just to give Will a, a bit of background, um, a bit more background. So before we did the rally, me, Will, and Amy, we were in Bali together. So we travelled round, uh, and whilst yeah. we were there, Will met. Uh, Jane, who's now his girlfriend, so yeah, yeah, um, and Jane was actually still in Indonesia. So whilst we were on the rally, Will was messaging Jane, and uh, I think he just kinda, wanted to be with her. Yeah, you him. just wanted to be there. I think. Um, yeah, I, 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 I really did, but she, she got me through it, mate. You know, if, if I wasn't messaging her and speaking yeah. to her every day, she just honestly kept me going, yeah. and that was my goal. You know, I was just to, to get to her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was always going to get to Indonesia to see her. So I was driving across the world basically to get to Indonesia. It all worked out great in the end, but I was that's why I was so motivated. I just one day I remember just clicking and just going, 
Christ, let's just do this, man. Let's just let's just drive. And I was just I was happy to drive, you know. Yeah. I just let's go. Come on, guys, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So I was always like, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's do it. Yeah. And uh, I was happier driving, mate, than I was getting in the car. Yeah. Because you know I, I can't really sleep in cars, so I just I'd rather be doing something. So I just just drive. Yeah. To be fair and to you, well, you probably you probably did. I put some hours in. Put you some put hours some in, big yeah. shifts yeah. in. You really yeah. did. Yeah. 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 Let's get there. Let's get there. But so, no, mate, looking back now, like honestly, I'm an incredible experience. But would I do it again? Not in a fucking million years. You know? <laughs> Not in a million years. But like, amazing, amazing. I was going to ask you some of your highlights, but yeah, you, you said a couple. Well, what if you could pick out? one or two things from the first couple of weeks, what would you say are, were your highlights? Even though I can't like remember the first couple of weeks. Like, Turkey was special. Mm. Really, yeah. really. Like, like before we met the boys. Yeah. You mean? Yeah. yeah, Turkey was really special. Cappadocia, I, I, I wasn't expecting. That yeah. blew me away. Yeah. Um, Istanbul was really special. I mean, I, I had friends there, so I met with some friends who I teach ski and they were, that was pretty special. First couple of weeks, definitely... Um, yeah, Turkey, Istanbul, Istanbul was pretty special and Cappadocia yeah. was really, really good. Yeah, and, and the, the drive in Turkey, when we went over, when the car didn't really make it, we went over those, that amazing drive mm. over the mountains, that was pretty special. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Um, really, so, really good. So if you could describe your experience on the rally in a few sentences, what would you say? Oh, mate. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> don't bad, know. Isn't it? Where'd you start? <laughs> like? <laughs> Ever do it again? <laughs> I, I would have, I would advise, like I do, I would advise people. I really, really appreciate if you're going to do it. Uh, yeah, really look into it and and realize it, it's a lot. You'll hear all the good stories and stuff, but mm-hmm. just look into like research if you're actually going to do it. Because fuck, it's, it's hard work. It's not easy. It's and not like you say, you've got to pick your team. Make sure your team is like solid and in the right mindset. And just yeah. Mm. Pick someone who can fucking know a little bit about cars. <laughs> yeah, just, we, we, the, the one thing we had, we could change a tire. That was it, we, and that was that's not bad. But that that was it. We had no idea. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, I don't know. We, end, just, we could yeah. change a spark plug, like. <laughs> oh yes, remember that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a spark plug, Seb. Don't worry. New spark plug in there. Oh my god, she's <laughs> brilliant. Oh yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know if I could sum it up. It's, it's too much to sum up in three seconds. Just to be honest, man, just um, madness. That's yeah. the madness. Yeah. Um, but friends for life, you know, like the, the guys you met, just, just, just top quality boys, you know, and, and they were just, they made it, you know. Yeah. They yeah. really, they really, really helped us. Yeah, they did. And uh, yeah, if you think about it, we got, we got told fucking the last four countries or something. Oh, one, one, one <laughs> got, <laughs> yeah. We got told of it, didn't we? <laughs> and, uh, oh my God. We didn't even have a tow bar either. So yeah, we would have been about them. Really dangerous uh, tow rope. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, they, yeah, that great lads. Nice. All right, mate. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Anyway, thanks yeah. for saying no your piece. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. Enjoying them. Yeah, we'll go for yeah. a surf later, mate. If you're keen. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, it'll Wicked. be good. All right, mate. I'll really call in a bit. Thanks a lot. Wicked. Nice, thanks, we'll see Take you. it easy, mate. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Will Webb. Everyone on the blower. <laughs> for someone who doesn't chat too much he's a man of little words usually <laughs> you can't you know the Mongol rally just takes you though doesn't it you you do have so much to say about it because it's yeah, mad it really is I'm glad we got Will on because yeah there were there was when Will was in a good mood everybody was buzzing yeah. and like we had so much fun and there yeah. was even though like because we put some of the drama room which was like you know Will kicking off sometimes just because yeah. it was funny but like aside from the drama like 
we had such a good time, didn't we? Yeah. And and did. I wouldn't take it back. I wouldn't yeah. change it for anything. No. I probably would have sat Will down though in the beginning and be like, babes, what's wrong? Yeah. Because I did feel like, what's what's going on? Like, this isn't Will. And I did, I, I, all I could think is, he's really missing Jane and that's where he wants to be instead. Yeah. But I was just so angry because there was like so many people that wanted to come and I thought, he doesn't even want to be here. Mm. I think that's why we butted heads so much. Yeah. But it meant so much then that he apologised about all that because... Yeah. You're going to cry, yeah. No, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we get into Turkmenistan then? Let's do it, let's do it. All right, so we turn up at the border. $10, please drive. What for? Just tax, in it, or whatever. Literally, he's just like, yeah, do you have $10? I was like, I mean, like, do you want to borrow that? Or what's, do you need that? He needs to get us just $10 to get through the border. Oh, okay. Where's it? What do I sign? Where's that for? What's that for? Do you, I got a wicked... Um, fact for you if you're going to go to a dictatorship yeah. one of the best things you can do to like introduce yourself to the country is have a photo with one of the guards without them looking and then they find out oh do you remember that uh yeah nearly got killed <laughs> so this was amy bannister's idea she was like take a quick photo of me with this fella well who was the instinct who was with you who was your mate well going through these countries um going through the borders the owner of the car had to take the car the rest mm. of the passengers had to get out and physically walk through and sign all the paper you take it on your own yeah walking through so i had to take it on my own <laughs> you took a selfie with the car um, didn't no no well i was with the boys wasn't i so oh, each yeah. owner of the car of our convoy came mm. uh, i can't remember who i got to take it um but I didn't think he didn't know it was being taken, but he was so not happy about it. He booted off and luckily we had two GoPros. So he yeah. told Amy to delete the card. So she switched the GoPro. Smart, smart girl, smart kid. Smart Thinking like on the that. spot, like James Bond. Yeah. Switched them out and then uh, showed him the empty card, but you still got the photo. Yeah. We had to say goodbye to Rashid, but because it was like this weird no man's land, mm. we couldn't actually say goodbye to him because we'd gone through this gate and they wouldn't let us go back. Yeah. So some of us got to say bye and others just literally walked away from Rashid. Yeah, so which is that was a bit sad. such a buzzkill because he was such a great part of Iran for us. He was yeah. like a really big character. I'm so glad we had him. Like, he was class. Everything just worked out so perfectly. Like Just think if we just had a different... Iranian tour guide. It would have been yeah. different experience. It really would have. Yeah. Um, so before we left Iran, um, actually, oh no, there was like a no man's land bit Big. between the two. Big time, yeah. And there was a petrol station. So we like filled up all our jerry cans because mm. it was like two pound to go. It was so cheap in Iran. Um, I think it was cheap in Turkmenistan, but yeah, we filled them up. Yeah. Um, and we didn't actually have um, any, any money. We didn't have any no. Turkish manat. Well, we didn't have any money in Iran either because you couldn't take out... Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, so when, whilst we were in Iran, there was an embargo on the country. That's right. So we couldn't use any cash machines yeah. uh, or the banks. So we Luckily, we were with people. We had to borrow so much money. Yeah, we borrowed probably like three or $400, didn't we? people, yeah. Um, but then, but just before Turkmenistan, there was like a black market and we managed to meet this fella. Yeah, so dodgy. really bizarre, yeah. We were like counting money in this little cafe and did a little dodgy deal with yeah. someone. so weird. <laughs> Um, but like so normal for the rally. Yeah. You always look for someone off the black market to try and get your money changed for cheaper. Yeah, it was always cheaper as well. And everybody loves the American dollar. Yeah. Everyone will Love take it. it. It's like gold dust. It though. is gold. They're like, what you got? You've got dollars. What, what do you want? Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Because we had, they were like crispy notes as well. So mm. we were like, oh, cousin, please. So yeah, so we got to Turkmenistan. I can't remember how, the, how long the, t the crossover was to get through the border. Um, but they said... 
uh, you need to plug this tracker into your car. So mm-hmm. we went into the cigarette lighter and we told them our route. Yeah, and they we were like, give them our itinerary first, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, you can't go off this route. Mm-hmm. And if you do, then we'll know about it. Yeah, and there'll be someone sent, basically. So creepy. So mad. Um, they told us um, you can't stop for 25 kilometres. So once you go through the border gate, mm-hmm. you have to drive for 25k until you get to Ashgabat, which is the, the capital. capital city. Yeah. So um, Ollie had a bit of trouble, didn't he? So the boys, yeah, the boys in the in the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, you got it right I that did, time. I thought about it. Yeah. So uh, Ollie and Aiden, they, a friend of their family or something, they had like army rations. So every night Food. we would camp. They'd have like goulash and Beef, all this goulash and like tiramisu shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm like <laughs> we're with noodles every night. We're looking yeah. at them, dribbling, just like oh boys. Well, I wasn't. So I was dribbling in love with the beef, but yeah. No. Because <laughs> I'm I'm vegan. Did you? Oh, you didn't mention it. I'm, I'm a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> so because uh, because he had these army rations, the guards like kind of recognised it as mm. army rations, and they were like, "Have you got any AK-47s or grenades?" Because uh-huh, that's what you ask to go with your rations. To go with your beef goulash. <laughs> that's the first thing you would ask. Do you have a gun? <laughs> you got beef goulash. Where's your gun? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, we had to pay ninety-five dollars each for a visa. And for some reason, it was $123 for the car. And I think it, the visa prices vary between where you were from. Oh, really? Yeah, because I remember some boys were going in and it was like $30. Oh, right. And ours was like one of the more expensive ones, obviously. Of course. Um, so, yeah, we drove into the city um, and there was like, it set the scene. What was it, what was it like for okay, you? Okay, so you, you come out of the border, right? There's just like this one road mountains either side of you like a massive gates and watchtowers and you're told you need to drive 25 kilometers do not stop until you get to ashgabat we've got this tracker we've had a grilling before we even get into the country on where we're going why we're going there who we are where we're from so we're driving um, and obviously we wanted our convoy to catch up with us so we pulled over stupid mm. and then within five minutes a government car comes along tells us you need to move they know where you are. It's they know so what you're creepy. doing. I know. And like, yeah, you you stop the car or you you drive and you you spot like a turret, mm. um, like a watchtower. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like two guards walking around it. It's so with weird guns. with guns. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, they're not just for show. Like they they're literally watching everything yeah, that happens. I don't know who they're expecting to come in, but um, like I'm really glad because he he's opened his country up to the Mongol rally, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you you basically can't drive through. Yeah, we were so jammy. Do it. But the Mongol Rally has got a tick. Yet they can come through. Yeah, mad, crazy. Yeah, oh, great, great guy. Sort of, kind of. Well, he's dead now. No, not he? really. Well, the new guy. And the new guy. Yeah, that's after the new guy. <laughs> so we drove in, and the, yeah, first impressions of the city immaculate um we asked will what he thought when we drove in oh yeah fucking hell that was mad wasn't it all i remember yeah that was like one of our first border crossings as a big squad after iran mm. And they gave us that tracker, didn't they, to put in the car. I didn't know. I, I read up a bit about Turkmenistan because it was a dictator, dictator, dictatorship, isn't it? So it was, it was yeah. pretty interesting. Like one of the only ones outside of uh, North Korea. And I just remember when we, when we got through the check-in or whatever, they just said, you can't start. You've got to get in your car and just drive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, we can't wait, can wait for the convoy, you know? Mm. So there was like a, it was like a 10 mile from a fence to another fence, wasn't it? That was the actual border. Yeah. And all of that border was like, um, 
patrolled by the military. Mm. And we pulled over, I remember, on the side of the road, didn't we? And then someone moved us on. Yeah. 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 Um, but they, yeah, so we had to go from one point to the other point and we couldn't wait for anyone. We said, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And then we got, and then we got in there and it's just white marble buildings and pristine roads with no one on. Yeah. It was so bizarre, wasn't it? It was like, uh, yeah, North Korea, like dictatorship stuff. It was cool. It was really cool to see. Yeah. I was like, when are you going to go see that again, you know? When are you ever going to go to Turkmenistan? You know? I know. Ever. And that was another thing. Cool. You get a visa for it through the Mongolia or something, or if you're in the media or something like that, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah that's like what I was really going to say. It's really we hard to lucky. get into it. Mm. Yeah. We never would have got in, I don't think, if we didn't, if we weren't doing the rally. You can't just fly yeah. into Turkmenistan. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That was, I thought it was amazing there. Eh? I thought it was mad. So yeah, it was just white marble buildings. The the roads were pristine. It was like five lane highways and we were the only cars on there. There wasn't even like a circular bit of chewing gum. There was nothing. <laughs> circular bit? You know, when it goes flat, it goes circular. <laughs> Not even that. I've never seen a rectangular piece of chewing gum on the floor, have you? That is a great point. Do you know what I mean? No. That is a good point. <laughs> Pre-chewed is circular. <laughs> but yeah, so there was like... Huge roads, five lane like motorways with nobody on them. I just said that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I said it better though, didn't I? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the strangest thing is like there's all these white marble buildings, which are like the government buildings. And we were told you can't film them. Mm -hmm. And there's also like high rise, like smart looking apartment style buildings. And they're empty. Yeah. Nobody in them. Nobody lives in them. They're huge as well. Like think of a big, massive government building. But with nobody in it. No, these aren't the government ones. These are like the, but the apartment were, ones. there was offices that were filled with nobody. Oh, yeah, true. It yeah, mad. it's like someone's building a city. It's like The Sims. Mm. He's like, right, build this city so it looks good. But, but no we're not going to use it. Yeah, that's it. It's fucking mad. And there was people, there was like women who would go around. Um, They would be like, they'd have those little scarves over their heads. You know, the Y2K ones that are really in for girls. Now a little bandana and that. Yeah. Um, And they would be using like household scissors to cut the grass yeah. along the side of the road. And there'd be people like sweeping the highways, sweeping the motorways. With brooms, yeah. It's very strange. It was like if you'd have gone up to them, they'd have like one of their eyes would have flickered and they would have been like a little robot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they didn't look up, they didn't smile, they didn't wave, like nothing. So we didn't know exactly for sure. So this is probably a bit of speculation. Okay. Well, um, take that with a pinch of salt. Take, take this, this whole. Because yeah. people are commenting saying, oh, that fact that you said, that's not true. Oh, yeah. Just to rewind to Iran the other week, um, the, the mosque wasn't 7,000 years old. That was before. Any, any religion was even invented. Supposedly, it was. Yeah. I think it was 700. But Rashad did say 7,000, so Rashad... That's what you heard, Craig. That's what you heard. That's what I heard. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Turkmenistan. So, rumour has it that there is, like, um, even though the city looks pristine, all of the local people live out on the outskirts in, like, little shanty Slum. village. In, in the, the slums, slums yeah. yeah. We never saw that part of it. I think they just... Wow. They literally try and keep that bit away. It's like they're hiding all the real people, uh-huh. and they just want to have this... It's so crazy. Can't get your head around it, it really, It can really you? is. Just the lack of people that we saw. I, I just read a fact that in 2018, um, they only had 13,000 visitors to Turkmenistan. Really? That's it. That's it. Whoa. When Probably a couple of thousand of them was the Mongol rally people definitely, as well. Definitely. We're so lucky to have gone there. I know. And I would love to go back. Just to... Well, there's not a lot to explore. And there's nobody to really interact with, but, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we drive to Ashgabat. We have our little first impressions. Um, 
We were a bit weird about the camera as well because they said you can't film certain stuff. So They put the fear into us. Yeah. They did. So we found a hotel. It was called the Grand Turkmenistan Hotel. This is just my favourite. And the best part about it, there was a swimming pool, which yes. we hadn't seen for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah. So the, like, the vibe in the camp was buzzing. Everyone yeah. was like really sad to have left Iran, but you can't drink in Iran. And if you know boys can be boys, they want a good beer and it was boiling. So they everybody was like, cool, Turkmenistan, we're going to find a banging place and we're going to have a party. Yeah. Everyone's going to get drunk. We're going to have a really good time. <laughs> so like British influence. Super British. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to find some chips. Lads, lads, lads. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when we rocked up, I think that the Grand Turkmen was one of the only hotels With in Turkmenistan. Oh, was it? Yeah. Everyone's five star. Every single hotel in Turkmenistan is five star because it's so beautiful and so like pristine. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this one had a pool. So everyone was buzzing. We basically just got off our tits on beers. Mm. Uh, we only, only probably had two or three. That's all we, we needed. needed I know. Living on noodles and, and yeah. no alcohol. And again, it was absolutely boiling. Yeah. Really, really like penetrate your skin boiling. But we got there kind of late in the afternoon so it was so nice we all just jumped in the pool and we mm. just had such a good time it was like such a good team bonding yeah. experience and it was our first proper experience of uh one of rob's speeches and i think it was probably what rob's best speech oh my god rob <laughs> and the speeches just became an absolute uh, i hope he does a speech on the on this when we get him on we'll make him so uh yeah he, he was steaming he was just talking at a bollocks everyone was but it was just so much fun yeah um so the hotel was like 120 dollars which is really expensive yeah. but i think because we were like so tired and so dirt not dirty but like our itinerary in iran was so jam-packed we were like right we're just gonna treat ourselves mm. we're gonna spend one night in a really luxury place didn't we yeah and so we were great yeah we needed a proper sleep and and because we'd done a border crossing and everyone was just shattered so mm -hmm. we were like just have a chill in the pool and have a few beers mm -hmm. yeah we had a wild night and then the next day we moved to like a 50 dollar a night place which was a bit sketchy yeah, it was um, like a little peach number, wasn't there? Yeah, we found like a little br British pub. We're so British. Of we like course we did. got we drunk and out. then we went to a, a place called the London pub. It was so <laughs> weird that that was there though. It was bizarre. It looked like you walked into a pub in, anywhere in the UK. It smelled like a British pub, yeah. Yeah, it smelled like beer and drip trays yeah. and smoke. Yeah. It was like a pool table. They had a menu which was about 50 pages long. Yeah. Um, but we and it was super cheap. Yeah, we? it was like a pound for a meal. What, what was it? One pound something for a full English. I've One pound ten. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> what a bargain. English. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we all were, because um, it was so hot in the middle of the day, we all just sort of chilled for, mm. for the morning. And then when it started, the sun started going down, we went out and um, we went to one of the because so this guy we'll go back to this guy the dictator who built all these buildings mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you some facts about him in a minute so he's obsessed with guinness world records yes how um, weird is that and one of his world records was the the largest indoor ferris wheel yeah so we were like let's go and see it mm. so we turn up to this ferris wheel not expecting it to be open or anything because there's nobody around there's no one there like ghost town you like there's no one out no one outside there's no cars nope. you walk in there's no one there. And then all of a sudden someone just appears. Yeah. It's like they get radioed and they're like, you need to There's go. There's somebody there. And they literally turned the Ferris wheel on for us. For us, yeah. We had one cart, one little cubicle that we all mm -hmm, got in mm -hmm. and there was aircon in it. Yeah, it was like was this amazing. immaculate luxury Ferris wheel. With like gold plated, it, it had like gold trimmings on it and like stars. It was and fancy. It was freaking fancy. Um, And then there was like a weird arcade underneath with like, 
yeah arcade games and you could get tokens and stuff yeah and there was like two turkmen guys that worked there yeah they were quite young and they were quite they were loving it yeah they? <laughs> they were loving the fact that we were there so yeah we just spent the afternoon driving around and just getting a feel for it and yeah, um, we wanted to explore the place didn't we we yeah. went to a lot of like um monuments like that star monument we yeah. went up to it and there was guards at the top and they well, it were was like, a you can't be here it was a building wasn't it, it wasn't a monument it was yeah um, it was uh, that was the main building i think mm. that's where like the president and his men like hang out oh yeah i wonder we couldn't go yeah there, then. We, so, us driving up his big drive like ah, yeah, we're here. all these like like hideous cars <laughs> and then there's people with guns and we're like oh no okay bye yeah they were literally like turn around now do not take photos so i had my zoom lens yeah, on trying to get photos. shots you need to leave right now mm. yeah so mad really like what crazy. are they worried about sure right let me give you these facts so president for life um Sapper, remember that guy? Uh, so he implemented many laws throughout his reign. Okay. And one of, well, a couple of them were on, on February 2004, men were banned from having long hair or beards. Really? Yes. So he literally would tell you how to look. Shit. In 2005, <laughs> lip syncing was banned at concerts. Lip syncing? Yeah. All right. So if you're the singer, you can't fake it. Britney can't go there. I like that, though. That's a good law. I like those. Uh, dogs were banned from the capital due to the unappealing odour. We can't be friends. I'm not. I'm not going to go. Back. That's mad. That's. We didn't see a dog, did we? We didn't see any any dogs. Do you know what I'd love to see? Yeah. A dictatorship where you are the leader. Me. Yeah. I would love that too. What would you do? Oh, it'd just be. A, it would just be a great time. It would just be a city full of dogs, wouldn't it? The Scissor Sisters would be. You said this the other day. You said you'd I kill did. them. Oh. I mean, it's quite harsh. Really harsh. I, ga I gas them. Maybe I gas them. I really don't like the Scissor Sisters. They're kind of you no would, more, but when that song comes up... You would up, gas them? Well, I don't Who are you? Like dancing. I just can't do it. <laughs> I hate that song. Moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, after he quit smoking, smoking was banned in all public places and for government employees. I love that. They weren't allowed to smoke either. <laughs> I can't smoke. You can't smoke. No, I know. <laughs> um, and the new president, President... Gurbangali Burmad Hamadaw. Um, he was the one that banned all non-white cars in the capital yeah. in 2018. Oh, so it was a thing then? Yeah, he also uh, banned the import of black cars into the country. So mad. Yeah, and there's literally everything super super clean, and they think white was his favorite color. Yeah, it's crazy. There's literally no other cars. It's yeah. just white cars, apart from the Mongolali ones. Yeah, fascinating Which stuff. You? super colorful it's a surprise you let them in really it's i know really crazy really crazy it is mad so um along with the ferris wheel what else did we see we saw a rocket shaped building yeah we saw and they're like they're like trimmed in like neon lights yeah which makes them look so cool it's they like las vegas out. yeah and they've all got different colors and they change color yeah they're not just a cheap looking rocket shaped building it's the sickest rocket shaped it's building amazing. you've ever seen and in it's life. massive yeah. wasn't that um a department store um no that was the pyramid shaped pyramid. one which wasn't actually the department store we rocked up i'm like oh girls i'm gonna go shopping we walked in and there was nobody there and there was nothing open it's like they go right let's build a shopping mall um put some boxes in there so it looks like we're about to open but yeah. it just never open but don't but nobody goes there we did find one supermarket that sold like a few t-shirts and joggers and stuff. Do you remember that one? Yeah. Oh, you bought the the tracksuit in there. The Turkmenistan bought... tracksuit. 
like a football jacket. Of course I did. <laughs> so funny. It's wicked. It was like blue and grey and it said Turkmenistan across the front. And it is like, I look like a football coach. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. Morning coach. I think I paid like three quid for it. But, but there was people in that shop and when I went in there, everybody was staring at me. Really? I wasn't even like, you do look a bit weird. dressed like a sluzzer or nothing, <laughs> even though it was warm. I had trousers on. But yeah, couple of looks. Oh, brilliant. So, um, yeah, we we drove around in the night because like the buildings looked amazing in the day when the sun, because they're like white marble, the yeah. sun reflects off them and they just look fascinating. But yeah. in the night, it looks completely different mm. again. Like I said, it looks like Vegas. Um, and one of the one of the mad things that stood out for me was um, we got close to one of these buildings that had like two little um, like cubby holes and there was two guards stood inside them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Seth, um, one of our Canadian mates, was like, oh, can you take a photo of me? So I was, I was getting a photo. And I was like, oh, go a bit closer, go a bit closer. And as we got too close, the guards started stamping their guns. They were like, boom, yeah, boom. And I was like, what's going on? So we kept taking photos. And as we got closer, they were doing it more and more yeah, rapid. And I was yeah. like, oh, I think that's you because of us. Issue, yeah. And then when we backed off, they stopped. It was so weird. So mad. They're literally like, come any closer and I will pop you in the chin, mate. Uh-huh. <laughs> mad. Scary stuff. I loved it. I, I, so did I. Like, th- <laughs> in, in hindsight, I think we, like, we were trying to be like, oh, this is a weird place. But it was like... You got used to it. Yeah. And you, and you, you got used you to the weirdness. You it for its uniqueness. And yeah, went with it. It, it was really cool. But I would, I would like to have like sort of got to know some more Turk men. Turk yeah. men, men, you know? Men, is it? Well, the- don't be talking to Turk men, men. <laughs> um, I come across something the other day. It's probably my favorite word Turk men bashy. What's that mean? I'm not sure. I don't know where I saw it, but I remember Turkmen Bashi. You better not be Is after. You better not be after no Turkmen Bashi. I think. <laughs> no. Stop it, Craig. <laughs> so that was our experience in Ashgabat. We were kind of in and out. I remember Rob stayed there for a while because they needed some work done on his car, so oh, really? he had to try and catch us up. Oh. Like we said, in the city, the roads are perfect. They're like mm. pristine. Yeah. So. We were heading north towards the Devasa crater. And as soon as you left the city, it was like pothole hell. It was, oh my God. It Like Will said, you couldn't drive more than like 15, 20 miles an hour on some yeah. roads because yeah. it was just like, ba-boom, ba-boom. And you hit one and it'd be like, oh, is the tire going to mm. pop? And you spend like so long in the car that all you want to do is drive. And then when it when it stops you from driving so fast and you have to really concentrate... That's just next level. Yeah, because you ain't, you still ain't re- eating right. <laughs> I think we found a corner shop in Iran and yeah. bought loads of like eggplant curry tins. Yeah, which gave us diarrhea, but we had to eat them. Oh, it was the only thing we had. So oh, you know, man. we're dealing with that. We're dealing with like fragileness and just vulnerableness from, yeah. from bad bellies and yeah, not being able to just travel and get to where you need to go. The frustrating. Frustration that happens is mad. It was, and so like there was, there was times where we we would be on a, a road that would go for such a long time, and instead of you know driving down a long road like this, um, you would just be swerving left and right, mm. and it would just become normal. You'd be in the back reading a book, like yeah. <laughs> just flying around the car, yeah. And that was like the reality. So um, we were making our way to the, the entrance, and on the way we saw like wild. Ca- well, they weren't wild camels, but they yeah. someone owned them. We saw camels I think on it was the, the side first of the roads. Them, wasn't it? And we were buzzing. Yeah, I got a wicked picture of the guys behind with the camel. It was yeah, that was really super cool. cool. They're massive. And um, we actually um, we didn't have any manat on us, so we'd run out of Turkish manat somehow. Money. I think we spent it on 
the hotel. Turk, Turkmen Manat. Turkmen Manat. So we did another little dodgy black market swap at a petrol station. Right. Um, and one of the things that you'll experience on the rally is a diabolical toilet. Oh my God. And I How don't have know. we not spoken about them yet? Well, they were bad, but this is when it got really extreme. We're going into those countries. Honestly, like this one was, the smell of this one was... Oh unbelievable this is the one where you went in there just to change and it was a shed and it looked like someone had just drilled a hole in the floor so it was like um it was a tiled floor with just a hole okay so the reason these toilets are so bad is because they're just cesspits yeah there's no piping it's literally just a drop and uh, and then there's like 10 ton of shit underneath it just really mounting up it really is you can imagine how that smells so trying to go you have to literally hold your breath to go either in. hold your breath oh or my try God. and take in a scarf it just takes your breath away doesn't <laughs> like, it it literally does and you're just like oh. it's so bad that i can remember how yeah. it smelt yeah you, you can't even describe it no, you kind of get used to it though after a while didn't you yeah you just add to the cesspit <laughs> so we get to the entrance and uh i can't even describe what... what do you mean the entrance of what this is too big to, to... the the devasa crater the devasa crater so the devasa crater or the gates to hell as the locals know it is a 60 meter wide and 98 foot drop it doesn't say what it is crater <laughs> Although the crater looks like a natural feature, it is actually the result of drilling by Soviet geologists in the early 1970s. So during the drilling, their equipment, including heavy machines, fell into the crater and then natural gases started to escape. So the geologists um, lit a fire, uh, imagining that it would burn for a couple of days and then that would be it, it would all go out. But nearly half a century later, the fire is still burning. <laughs> Which is crazy. Imagine that. Imagine being the guy who lit it and going, um, boys, this is going to solve the problem. Yeah. And then like 20 years later, the boys are like, oh. Yeah. I'll go into this now. Watch this. John, it's still burning, mate. Do you reckon it's going to go out anytime soon? He's going, not sure. Not sure. <laughs> so it's a huge crater in the middle of the desert that is just on fire. Mm. It's not like a massive roaring fire, but it's just like a crackling fire on the surface of the, the earth, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. It's, it is a sight to be seen. So when we got to the, the start of it, it was like this really strange, um, it was like, it wasn't dust and it wasn't sand. It was like Very a mixture of, of the two. Like mm. you'd stand on it, it would squeak. It was really weird, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we got, we got stuck straight away, basically. Straight away. Drove the car, got stuck. Well, we were like, right, we need to gun this. And I was like, right, the boys were in front of us. So they went and then I just... Blasted it. Pedal to the metal or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, but because they were in front of me, all of the sand was... <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like blowing up and you I couldn't, couldn't see where I was going. So if they just stopped, I just, just smacked into the back of them. Mm. So I stopped and then that was where this problem started. So the next four or five hours was just basically us digging ourselves out, pushing the car, navigating through the sand. Mm-hmm. Um and just working as a convoy to try and get through. So it was about five miles in total. But nobody knew it was five miles. We no. thought it was like just over the hill, mm. but it was flipping miles away. And it took all day, didn't it? It literally was like you needed the strength and you needed to be in a good frame of mind for today. Yeah. It was very frustrating. So there were guys there on motorbikes and they were kind of offering lifts to people yeah. um, for money. Um, and they kind of were waiting around to wait for people to break down. Yeah. Um, but they were helpful as well. They were helpful, but they 
So we asked Will earlier what he thought of mm. these guys because he at one point Will was fuming, wasn't he? Yeah. When we were on our way into the Devaza crater, um, what yeah. ma- what made you so angry at the guys who were trying to help us? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I was fuming because <laughs> may, mainly because I knew why they were there, mate. I, you know, they're there just to get us. We've been told beforehand that they were there. They will tell you to go the wrong way and get you stuck because obviously they're there just waiting to take you and charge you to get you to this crater. Mm. So they want you to get stuck, and I knew that. And I just wanted it to be our experience of trying to get through this this section of the rally, yeah. and they wouldn't leave us alone. Mm. You know, and I was like, just fuck off, man. We're trying to do this ourselves. This is our experience. This is our like adventure. Yeah. It's like I, it, 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 I know you're trying to sound like you're trying to help, but I was just convinced you were trying to get us stuck. Yeah. And just take us on the pay, make us pay to get on the motorbike and go. With them. I was like, just leave us, man. We can do it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? yeah. I just, I'll never forget when I told Jess to take a little bit of air on the wheel. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. It was so funny. Yeah. I forgot about it. So uh, we said to, to everybody, let's let the tyres down because everyone said, like, lower the pressure. All oh, right, because so we were going we, on the sand. We all took one each. Yeah. And Jess took a tyre and literally she left it as a pancake. <laughs> Jess Berg left the, the <laughs> fucking tyre. Yeah, like, so you flat. Said, you said, take the ear out. And I was like, take a little bit out, you messer. It was just riding on rim. And we were yeah, so, like, so unprepared. I don't even think we had anything to yeah. back up with. We no, we actually did. That was a one bit of kit oh, we did, had. Yeah, we had that air That was, like, after I'd settled down from those, those guys, that was such an amazing part of the, the rally, that, that section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Because I, I don't know if people, people listening, like, ever, if you research the Mongol Rally, that's, like, the first, not the first, but that's the serious actual off-road rally stage that you kind of have to complete yeah. to save on the Mongol Rally. Yeah, for sure. And it, you have to do it. It's, like, it's just part of the, you've got to tick that box. And we're like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And then I remember Amy just getting in the car off the off the road and we went like 20 metres and we were bogged straight <laughs> <laughs> away. And I was like, how far is it? And it was like, I know, like, Five miles of this exactly. Yeah. Oh nice. my god. Yeah. We got there. Like, we got there like two in the afternoon. We didn't get to the thing till ten at night or something. Yeah, it was a long day. It was so weird. Oh, but it was class. I mean, I got smashed at the crate. I was just like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you were wasted when you the next day. I was smashed. Yeah. So yeah. I, no, I just woke up. I woke up in the tent, stuck my head out, and everything was packed up, and like L twenty teams were ready to go. I was like, fuck it up. Let's go. Let's go then. <laughs> Amazing though, man. That, that was what it was all about. Like those kind of those kind of sessions. That Definitely. was mental. Yeah, mental. All sorts going on. Everyone getting bogged. Mm-hmm. Everyone just laughing and like, oh fuck, here we go again. Yeah, it was brilliant. So yeah, I'm with Will with that because like I I wanted it to be our thing uh, and mm. to to get extra help. It kind of felt like cheating a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was such a good experience, wasn't it? Just it was so fun. Everyone was there. Were so many cars, and they everyone was doing the same thing. Yeah, but we all helped each other, didn't we? We all helped each other. Um. Everyone helped us more than most. Do you remember when Ian got the front of his car ripped off? <laughs> oh my god, that was on the way back, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, I can't remember what happened, but yeah, he got this to- this big truck to tie the rope to his yeah, front like, of this thing. Uh, uh, the next day when we were leaving, there was like big trucks leaving as well. So if you got stuck, you know, they would help you out a little bit. And mm. I think they just tied it onto the front of his grill and just smashed it just back. Ripped it and off. it just came off and be like, oh. 
<laughs> but yeah, actually getting to the crater was a mission. Yeah, but um, it was so much fun. There was like little sections where we had to blast through. You had to like literally put your foot to the floor. There was sand spinning up in the air, and yeah. you had to like we were stinking, go through it. Yeah, we were covered. Stinking. You couldn't use the blowers in the car because obviously it was going through the air filtration system. So if you turn the blowers on, it was like blow dust yeah. in your face inside. But the the car was disgusting at this point. This oh. this was the start of Franda Babes just being a rally car. Yeah, it was minging. It, it was coated in dust and mm. sand. And um, one of the strangest things that happened was our, our sump guard came off, which wasn't that strange. So whilst we were fixing the sump guard, trying to like chicken wire it back on. Mm. So the sump guard is the part that is like a metal plate that protects the bottom of the car, which we definitely needed on this. Yes. We were smashing into bumps or, and yeah. rocks. So whilst we were doing that, um, one of the boys showed up, Sam. Sam. So Sam managed to i don't know how he even managed it he basically will tell his story, we, story later on? on we'll get him on another episode to okay. tell his story it is insane but he managed to hitchhike from i don't even know where but he turned up in the middle of the desert with another team yeah yeah <laughs> so sam was part of ollie and aiden's team the tyrannosaurus in, wreck yeah and he was like oh all right guys and he showed up with his little spray bottle he's got got my spray <laughs> i was like how do you feel mate he's like fucking shit yeah <laughs> It was mad because, so long story short, he lost his passport, didn't he? Right in the start Absolute of the rally, yeah. whopper, lost his passport. So yeah, his story to try and get back to his teammates, which actually ended up being in Turkmenistan, is one to be listened to. Yeah, We'll definitely sure. get him on. Um, so yeah, as we, we just basically get, just kept going. Like we all took it in turns to drive little sections. Jess did really well. Jess yeah, was flying up some of the drives. she was quite small and light, so she would just take the car and go. Yeah. yeah, so we'd all stand out. And it was like, it was a bit of a game. We'd watch people go and they'd be like, so much fun so as we approached you could like see the glow of the crater that's how big it is and that's how dark it was by the time we got there (laughs) it was pitch black black. so yeah we we arrived um and this is this is like a a spot for everybody to go in it like all the mongol rally cars want to go here because it Mm. is just an incredible sight to see i think it was the only place apart from the finish line where we saw a mass of people and cars yeah it was fantastic like yeah. all these mongol rally cars just sort of dotting the the circumference of it, it was, yeah it was really cool and i love the hustle of the locals because they they mm. always they're always clued up to what's going on yeah so there was people with cold beers oh, and they yeah. were selling beers for like ten dollars no, a go it was um you remember how it much? It was bottles of Coke and they were cold. And everyone There was, was beer as well though. Oh, I bought four bottles of Coke for four pounds. Really? Oh, yeah. that's not bad. They were small they were small bottles, but yeah, that wasn't bad at all. <laughs> we were gasping for it. Oh man. Oh, it was um, there was what we needed after that day, like such a hot day in the desert, you know, pushing cars and stuff, and then he comes on a motorbike with all these beers and cokes and he was Jesus. He was. He was the saviour. But yeah, just pulling up and seeing that that crater, it was like I've never seen anything like it. I know it's like a, it's not like a natural wonder. It's yeah. just gas burning, but it's something so like magical, magical and um, captivating. Yeah. You just like we stood and just stared at the flames for so long. It was hot. It was hot. like having a giant campfire and everyone was just like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Massive. And it used to not have any barriers, but since loads of ralliers go there, they, they put yeah, barriers after up. After 2018, everyone was just, they put it up. Yeah. Just climbing over. Yeah. So yeah, it was wicked. We sat around the campfire. Someone had like a massive, we had a massive watermelon that we yeah, opened. Yeah. Uh, we just had drinks and it was Noodles. actually our 10 year anniversary as well. You actually scared the shit out of me on this day. Can you remember? <laughs> yeah. So see what happens. Um, 
well, we've just been with everybody all day mm. as a team. We we hadn't had any time to ourselves, and it was our anniversary. So I said to Ten Amy... Ten years together, blooming out. I know. So I was like, let's go for a little walk, not thinking anything of it. I just... But he said it, so, like, nobody would hear. And I'm like, what? And he's like, oh, just, you know, just me and you. We'll just go for a little walk. And I, I thought he was going to propose. <laughs> I literally was like, Give my heart, my heart sank. And I became really nervous, and I was like... <laughs> You better fucking not do it right now. Like, you better not. Like, I don't want it to be done here. Why? I'm not ready or something. I don't even know. I would have been a sick place to do it. Don't do it. Where'd you get engaged? The Devaza Crater? (laughs) But I didn't. All right, then. uh, Why? Why why didn't you? Well, because I knew you'd be like, oh, look, a fucking mess cake. I need to get my nails done. (laughs) (laughs) You know me so well. You know me so well. Yeah, you would have been fuming. But I then, I think you, you know, you wanted to go for a little walk and you wanted to make conversation and I just couldn't come up with anything. I know, I was like, are you all right, mate? I'm just like, yeah, fine, you know. You're just wee shit in your pantalones. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that didn't happen. We joined our team again. We've all set up our tents. You know, we've got this... Um, we've got like a big camp set up, haven't we? We're yeah. Just sort of laughing, drinking, and yeah, it, it was, was wicked. Brilliant. Sam actually did a toast, wasn't it? It was Sam who was like, "Oh, congratulations, Craig and Amy, ten years." Oh yeah. It was yeah. really cool. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, we we it was it was totally worth it. It was like such a good team atmosphere. Everyone was like cracking jokes and having drinks. We all got smashed. Yeah. Um, you know what? I actually think it was past midnight, and that's why it was our ten year. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. We actually went on then to share ten a 10-bedroom dorm with everyone on our, on our actual 10-year anniversary night. Yeah. That's what I remember. The The worst part about arriving at the crater yeah. was that we had to do the same thing the next right. day going the other way. All the way back again. <laughs> but it seemed like way easier going back. Yeah. I think it was because from the start point to the crater was all uphill. Right. So going back down, it was more downhill. So you had gravity on your side yeah. a bit more. Um, so we let Jess take it again, didn't we? Or did we? No, because she came in those big trucks. Remember we just hitched a ride with yeah. big trucks? So we, again, we were having to have one person in the car to have less weight. So I think Will did a lot of the driving back. It was Will, yeah. Um, yeah, we hitched a ride in one of the trucks. Um, and it was then, really cool. And they were playing like mad Turkmen music and we were all just like <laughs> raving in the yeah. back of this truck. It was good. <laughs> Massive truck. But I don't know if you remember, but literally like two minutes in, we popped a tyre. So we had a big slit. We hit a rock and just tore a tire open. So not only did we have to do the drive, we had to do it on a donut wheel. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was like a little BMX wheel. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, the bottom of the car basically just took a massive paste in. Mm. We were having to just slam it through. Um, The sump guard actually came off, didn't it? And Ollie had to fix it. No, that was before. Oh, is it? It came clean off yeah. the second day. So we just put it in the back yeah. of the car. We were like, oh. Because it wasn't just sand, was it? There was rocks, but you don't see them because mm. it's under the sand. Yeah. So. And you just, oh, the sound is just like crunching yeah. and sliding metal. Just to add salt to the wound. Yeah. And Fran was just dying. She was a true um, Inside a tip. Inside. Oh, yeah. If you're going to get a car, yeah. get a car with wheels that are really easy to find. Yeah. For some reason, I don't know if it was the one that Phil put on there for us. Right. Um, but we couldn't find our specific tire type anywhere. Yeah. So we always had to have like a mish. Our car was always wonky. We literally did have one bigger than the other at one yeah. point. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was so dangerous. <laughs> um. So yeah, we we managed to get right the way to the end. Uh, I think this is a pretty fast day, mm-hmm. and Will was driving, and um, 
I think Will just, he's a bit like me, he hates, he hates losing. And because he was driving, we got right to the end. You could literally see the tarmac of the road. Of the road, And yeah. then the car got stuck. Oh. And Will was so pissed off. I remember being, him being fuming. Oh, no. So we had to get a tow from a truck, which was fine. They just pulled us out of the sand and we kept going. Yeah. Um, but then when we got on the actual roads, do you remember this? No. It was like, how bad is the car? And as soon as oh. we started driving, it was like, uh, the back piston was rattling. It was squeaking. Oh, it was just a nightmare. Not great. But worth it, though. Yeah. that crater night, it will stay in my memories forever. It was wonderful. Yeah. It was, so cool. it was a sensation. That was the, one of the highlights of the rally for me. Yeah. Not just the trying to get there, but actually seeing it and being there with everybody. Uh-huh. It was just That's unbelievable. Crazy. So yeah, we got back on the road. I can't remember how far we had to go, but it was a lot of pothole driving again mm-hmm. to try and get, because we the, we only had five days in Turkmenistan, then we had to be out. Is that right? Four or five days? I'm not sure. It was a very short amount of time. Right. So we were trying to get to the border mm. and we actually got there too late because we took so long to get out. So some people, the Shenlong team went through the border and we couldn't get through. So we had to find like a little hotel. It, yeah, it was shut by the time we got there. Yeah. That's right. It was like, we got there like five o'clock, I think. And it was, yeah. it was shut. So um, we were like, where on earth are we going to stay? There's nothing around. Yeah. And th- by this time, I guess we were in the slums kind of thing. We are outside the beautiful. Yeah, we were on the outskirts. We actually met some local Turkmenistan people. Yeah. Gave some kids some stickers and stuff, didn't mm. we? we? We stayed, yeah, in a... Well, it was like an eight bedroom and then they like rolled two mattresses in. So we were all in one bedroom yeah. and the, like the beds were really low. So we were all, it was a massive sleepover basically. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was funny. So it was our 10 year anniversary and we shared a 10 bed dorm. Yeah. Treat you good, babes. I wouldn't have had it any other way. <laughs> but it was only, it was like a five or a night. Yeah. Um, we had to barter that as well, didn't we? Yeah. So there was a couple of rooms. There was a blue room and yeah. then there was a room that smelled like poo. Yeah. So we went with the blue room in we the did. end. We did. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was it someone's house? It was somebody's house. Yeah. yeah. Mental. She made a killing. I think all of the like duvets were like Hello Kitty or like, yeah. like, chill, like Turkmen children's TV characters, yeah. like little cartoons that you just like have no idea who they are. So weird. I can't even remember what we ate that night. Can you? No. Yeah, Probably. not a lot. No, I think it was noodles again. Was it? I think oh, that's yeah, all yeah. Had. I think so. So, yeah, the next day we uh, made our way to the border mm. and um, the car started, like, actually playing up. And I think this is the start of Ferranda being uh, a little bitch. Oh. <laughs> um, so it was, like, rattling and it conked out and it was overheating. I think it's probably because all the dust that it was trying to get through the whole system, oh, get any, rid of it. It could have been anything, Craig. What we put her through was just, like, torture. <laughs> This is so unfair. But I remember outside of that hotel, we tried to clean the car out because it was like, oh, it was like spilt tins of olives again. Oh, and there was like dust in everything. In everything. And yeah, so we, yeah. we literally binned a bunch of stuff mm. um, to try to clear it out. But inside the car, it was just like covered in dust. and covered. Like you shower, but you'd go straight back into like the clothes you were it wearing would be like, or the car and you'd be minging again. You know, when um, people make like, uh, like, breaded chicken stuff or like yeah it's just a, just an analogy just, yeah yeah it's like when you have a shower and then you just go and dip yourself back in the breadcrumbs <laughs> that's what it was like in the car great analogy craig <laughs> i like that one <laughs> um so yeah basically we were on our way to the next border that was our experience in Turkmenistan. In, in four or five days i think all that happened so crazy because like, on the way up to this sort of like 
Europe is quite normal. It's quite normal. You know what you're going to be in for. Yeah. You know, and the scenes were just beautiful around uh, Europe. But then I think, well, Iran to start with was when it started to become very different. Yeah. But Turkmenistan had set us up now for what was to come. Yeah. You know, it was the start of Asia, which was which is like different to us you know yeah it's the unknown kind of thing well it was it was kind of like is it called the middle east i'm not even sure yeah um places we'd never been we'd yeah. never experienced these cultures we we didn't know anything mm -hmm. and i think one of the beauties of what we were doing was that we were literally changing our trip as we went yeah we weren't even going to do the pamir highway no um, but the guys are like you should definitely do it so, so obviously the pamir highways go up is it four thousand meters high something ridiculous like yeah, that, yeah and obviously um there's a good chance that you'd get altitude sickness with that mm. so i think i probably took it upon myself to say no we're not going because yeah. me and sickness go hand in hand um so yeah but the boys were like are you mad you cannot miss it because we were just going to drive straight through kazakhstan i think but instead we decided to do the pamias which was a great shout it was one of the best decisions we made yeah but um, we did have to get a visa for it as well like we, oh, yeah. we, we didn't just change our last minute. we had to do a last minute visa and everything. So that is it. That is Turkmenistan. Yeah, we'll talk about that next Yeah, time. we'll fill you in and all that. So on the next episode, we're going to be talking about Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Who and even knew that that was a country like? Uzbekistan, um, specifically Nukas. Nukas. Well, we'll talk about all of Uzbekistan, but Nukas. Everything went wrong in Nukas. We had the, we had the motto or, or the little saying fuck you nukas fuck you nukas because it was that bad it screwed everybody over it did but it's funny but, in but hindsight funny. and let me just before we go i just want to say that we've just we've done just over four thousand miles to get to turkmenistan which is Oof. um it would take you 72 hours to to just drive, drive straight, straight there and obviously we didn't do like the quickest route did we no. we went all kinds of ways so bloody yeah. hell good going good going some good shifts in there yeah so, yeah, thanks so much for joining us, everybody. I've had a wicked time this week talking about Turkmenistan. It's oh, mad, isn't it? Like reliving it. Yeah, it you had is. You had a good time, don't lie. Yeah, yeah, not as good as you when you're a little <laughs> breadcrumb dip. But I've had a great time. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, yeah, the competition's still on. I know a lot of you have been leaving reviews for us on Apple Podcasts. We laugh so much at these reviews because it pops up on our phone and says, you have a new review. And we're like, oh, what does it say? And some of you are hilarious. Yeah. And we just die. So thank you so much to everybody that's taken the time out to actually leave a review. It's so kind and it warms our hearts. Yeah, there? and we're sitting at number 23 in the charts now, thanks to you guys. So uh, even if you just give us a five star, you don't have to write anything if you can't be bothered. Just get us in, in the charts, innit? So 33 out of... 23 out of... Out of 50,000, I reckon. Really? don't know. No. <laughs> 23 so, yeah. is good to me. That's my birthday, 23rd of May. Yeah. Don't forget it. Um, so yeah, if you leave a review, you'll be entered automatically into the competition to win some King and It merchandise, which we'll be announcing at the end of the series. Wicked. And we're going to have a 10-part series, yeah? Yes. Brilliant. So uh, thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, and, um, thanks for listening. We'll see you... Oh, if you're on YouTube, press subscribe. Yeah, and give us a like and a comment because that always helps as well. Yeah. And we'll get back to you. Anything else you want to add, babes? I just want to say... Um, this week's supposed to be a heat wave. Um, I don't know where you are in the world listening, but if you've got good weather, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. You know, we might take an extra day off this week. Yeah, let's do that. Because you're your own boss. You rule your own bloody world, Craig. Rule your own world. Do one of them. High five. Love it. So yeah, have a wicked week and we'll catch you next week. Mm -hmm.